0: Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Active Podcasts Incorporated. I'm J, and I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy and co-host.
1: Hey, it's Kai. How's it going, everybody? We're back.
0: Yep, season four starts now. Uh, we're doing Rescue Rangers and Tailspin. It's uh, going to be the overarching story for this season,
1: uh, the Disney Afternoon. Yeah, we. the only ones we've already talked about are... Aladdin and Hercules, everything yeah. else we have not touched, so.
0: Yeah, so, uh, well, this'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to all that, you we got weeks, so, uh, what you got going on, Kai?
1: Uh, several things. Um, one, uh, which I th- said I would watch, uh, when we left was, I uh, finally watched, uh, Osama Ranking, also known as Ranking of Kings. yeah. Uh, if you're not watching Ranking of Kings, you owe it to yourself to watch Ranking of Kings. Okay, it's easily one of the best animes out right now. Truly, alrighty. Uh, I so for just to give like a non spoilery summary of what Osama Ranking is about. Uh, Osama Ranking is about a prince from a fantasy land named Prince Boji. Who is the son of the great king of uh, Boss? And Boss is one of the uh is ranked the seven greatest the seventh greatest king. There is in fact a ranking of kings. Yeah. It's like a society of like outsiders that like rank a kingdom and their king based on several criteria. And you find all the shit out in the first episode, so I'm not spoiling anything.
2: Okay.
1: Um and then they rank sort of like the this The individual strength of the king, the happiness of their people uh the strength of their like most trusted uh, fighters their their army et cetera et cetera. and they rank them on like a scale mm. there's obviously a number of other factors we don't know about, but like individual strength and the heroic quality of like the king themselves is one of them mm. and it uh you find this out early on the boss. Uh, if you if the kings were ranked purely on individual strengths uh boss would be number one
2: mm.
1: uh because boss is a giant yeah uh and he is the strongest physically the strongest king yeah uh and boji is his oldest son with his uh dead wife his last wife and he has another son a younger um the younger son uh who he has with his current wife uh queen healing mm. and the story is about uh also the other thing about boji is boji was born boji is deaf. Mm. Boji is deaf and uh, uh mute for the most part. He, he he can only speak in like noises and mm. a, and ASL. Yeah. Which, uh, is the fun thing about the anime is that they actually got the Japanese ASL Society to, like, come in and sort of, like, uh, look over the animation and make sure the sign language was correct. Mm. For all the, uh, the sign language. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and basically the, the, the most basic premise is that despite Boji's, um, you know, uh, disability... He wants to live up to his father's legacy and basically become the greatest king. Hmm. And the entire story is very fairy tale like, uh, lots of, like, magic and lots of, like, fantastical elements. And, uh, the story early on really is just about Boji trying to, like, prove that he is worthy of being a king. And to get into what the story go- where the story goes after that would be- would be spoiling it. Okay. But the basic premise is Boji is trying to become the greatest king. Okay. Alo- along Along with a little shadow demon who is his best friend, uh, named Kage. Hmm.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, I would describe its vibe- very similar to a um, a Ghibli slash uh Dragon Quest.
0: It has that feel, it, yeah. that look to it.
1: Yeah, it's very um. I think that the closest I could come to is like Nino Kuni.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna. Yeah, Nino Kuni. The other thing that made me it it instantly reminded me of Ponyo,
1: which is Ghibli. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, the, a lot of the really, the and sort of talk more about this, more stuff without, like, spoilery, uh, there's a lot of, like, really good, a lot of the overarching themes are obviously, like, about, like, um, dealing with disabilities and, uh, ableism.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And how, despite people's best intentions, they can unintentionally be ableist. Mm-hmm. And uh there's a lot of really nuanced like like early on it doesn't feel like the characters are complex, but the more the story goes on, the characters become very nuanced and multifaceted. Hmm. Especially uh the queen and the ki- and boss and uh Boji's younger brother, uh Dida. As well as like the uh the king's like royal guards.
0: Interesting.
1: There's a lot in that show that uh you wouldn't think looking at the surface and yeah. it has a lot of really great animation and the because of the style is so simplistic there is a lot of sakuga because the character models are so simple it's a lot easier to do way more like fluid animation in places yeah but it's not like consistent like that like there are some episodes that are clearly like oh yeah this is where the budget went and other episodes hmm. that are just like there's nothing ever bad it's more just like this is it's like always serviceable with like explosions of like really high quality animation
0: okay interesting
1: uh it's actually super uh, one of the interesting things about it is that like um the manga has been going since uh yeah it actually started in like last year okay no, no, the anime, sorry. The, the manga's been going 2017. Yeah. The manga started in 2017 and is, and is ongoing. But the manga wasn't on anybody's radar in the West until the anime came out, so... Yeah. scanlations of the manga are only just now coming out, so actually, the anime is ahead of the manga if you're only reading scanlations. <laughs> uh... So I, I was like curious about the manga, but the the translations and the scanlations are only like just now coming out because people are like, "Oh shit, this fucking this anime and manga bang! We should probably yeah. start translating it." Alrighty. Yeah. So I I, I can't compare the the two, uh, as of yet. Yeah. Um. Do not think there's anything else I wanted to mention that's like non non spoilery stuff? Uh, nah, not that I can think of. To 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 get too much into it, would be I really don't want to spoil it for anybody because it's a really really good show. Okay. Uh, and I'm currently caught up with it. It's only sixteen episodes as of right now. Okay. And ongoing. Right uh, on. Unknown as to how long the the this run of the anime is going to be. Hmm. Uh, if it's going to be like twenty six episode season, and then go from there
0: hmm.
1: but the as of uh, but the manga is still ongoing, so
0: it's still okay well, I've heard nothing but good things about ranking of kings mhm, and i like I've heard it's both critical and like fan success mhm uh so I'm sure it'll get you know picked up for another season,
1: mhm, yeah. Uh, it very, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that I didn't give a second glance at first until everybody, like, everybody I knew was, like, saying I should watch it.
0: Yeah. Likewise.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I can say about, uh, the Summer Ranking. Uh, the other thing was, uh... Uh, Adrian and I finally finished catching up on the owl. So he's caught up on the Owl House. now he can suffer like the rest of
2: us.
1: (laughs) Uh, Comes back next month. Oh yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. We uh, once we got to a certain point in season two, he was like, "I just want to like watch the rest of this. I can't stop watching it." Yeah. Because uh, every time, ta- every episode was like something kept happening. Yeah, it, it hits. Uh... It, it gets fast, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. I, th- no, I honestly not- thought I thought rewatching it would be like, oh man, this is gonna be really badly paced because it watching week to week you don't notice it, but maybe watching it as a package yeah. it might. But no, it's um, it still works even watching mm-hmm. it like benching it. Right on. Um and I also started uh, reading um a manhwa which you have mentioned a couple of times. Uh the skeleton soldier who couldn't defend the dungeon. Oh, I'm going to warn you that there, there there's
0: uh, a pretty bad uh I I th- 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 there's a pretty bad depiction of a trans person later.
1: In oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah,
0: uh, it's not great. It it's really bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I I dropped it because of that. Um,
1: hmm. Well, I'll have to get there and see for myself. Yeah. As of right now, I'm at the part where. He got the uh, the aura sword. Oh yeah. And the uh, the sorcer- the evil sorcerer tried to possess his body. Yeah. And now he's sealed inside that necklace.
0: Yeah. That's like right where I am. Okay, I think I remember that.
1: Um, I have been enjoying it so far, but that does kind of suck. I'll have, I'll I'll keep reading it, and I'll get there when I get there, and if, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. Um it it's it's really intricately written, really good. It it calls back on itself all the fucking time in just the right way. Yeah. It's just one really unfortunate character design.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll have to see if I can get past that. Yeah. Um course been keeping up to date on one piece and there's a lot of fucking shit has been happening on one piece lately mm. but i won't spoil that um there's been like se- there's been like several chapters since the last time we talked yeah and it's weekly right yeah it is weekly
0: yeah so yeah
1: and it's we're reaching the cl- we're, re- we're c- very rapidly reaching the climax of the current arc right on uh, the the final fight with the the main villain of the wano arc is happening all the other like all the fights with the other straw hats have wrapped up, so now it's literally just the only fight that needs to be settled is the fight with Luffy and the the big bad nice, so it's like we're rapidly approaching the climax, hell yeah, and then uh we're usually what happens with these big one piece arcs is there's the arc the the fight is over, and then we have like several chapters that's like epilogue to that arc, yeah, leading into the next one.
0: I was told there was like a uh, like an interlude arc before Wano started yeah. with Buggy and Alvita and the, their crew, uh, and it's just sort of like what what the fuck's going on with them. So I'm I'm hoping to see you know what yeah. what's going on with them.
1: The interlude before Wano was called the the Reverie. Yeah. Which was basically like let's focus on literally everybody that's not the Straw Hats that we've met. Yeah. It's like a bunch of the royalty that we had met before. We're having a big meeting at the world government. So like Vivi was there. Yeah. Uh, some other characters that like the 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 Straw Hats that met like the the, the Mermaid Princess. Mm. Uh, we found out what was going on with all the Warlords. Uh Basically, everybody that wasn't the Straw Hats, we were like, yeah, let's figure out what's going on with them. And just okay. just kind of catch up on the state of the world as a whole. Mm. And, like, some of the more prominent Marine characters, like the Admirals and Kobe and Garp. Uh, Helmpo. Yeah, Helm- <laughs> well, yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, I know, uh, he... he Yeah. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um... But you know, there's more to say about that, but you know, One Piece good, so Yeah, One Piece good. Um what else? What else? Uh in preparation for Overlord season four coming, uh just started rewatching Overlord. Mm-hmm. Uh Overlord's still good. Like eighty eighty yeah. percent of the time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then it remembers that it's uh Isekai and then it's bad. Yeah. Say vie, I suppose.
0: Yep. That's just the unfortunate nature of it.
1: Um, let me see. Uh, I've only I've only watched a few episodes of it, but I did finally start watching Ghost Game. Digimon. Any good? Any uh, good? Uh, yeah, I like it so far. Go I, I, I'm only like I'm only a couple of episodes in, so you know can't make a yeah. a, a full judgment call. But I, I like it so far for sure.
0: I heard shit goes off in that like the further you get in.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it. It it definitely has a i it has more of a tamer's vibe than yeah than anything. But like I, I'm I'm still like really early, so I can't yeah I can't say for sure about anything. Yeah, mm, I also watched uh what is out there of Tribe Nine, the 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 freaking uh Don Rapa extreme baseball anime. Oh yeah, uh. Only like three or four episodes of that so far, mm-hmm. but I do like what I, what is there. It's okay. still too early to say anything yet, though. Like on a like a final judgment, it feels like the the early episodes really are just let's establish this world, let's establish these characters, and like um how the game is played, as opposed to like let's get right into the game. There, there hasn't been a point where we've had like a full on like legit game yet. It's mostly like, let's figure out who these characters are, what the world is like, etc.
0: Is it actually Duncan Rappa, or is that more just? It's just the like guy. The, explanation.
1: The the guy who did the oh. character designs. Got it. Did Duncan Okay. That's it. That's the only connection, really. Got it. Okay. I don't know enough about Rapa to comment about anything else beyond that. Okay. But it's just funny to call it that because the Rapa guy did all the, the designs. Yeah, yeah.
0: It looks like it, I'm sure.
1: It it really is, though, Inazuma 11 for baseball. Okay. In terms of, like, what the, the premise is. Yeah. It's like... Do you find this out within the first five minutes? The... The whole concept is is like Tokyo was broken up uh, and and by gangs, and there were like basically violent gang wars everywhere and then basically the Tokyo government was like we can't we can't control these groups of like we can't stop these gangs from fighting each other, but we can stop the violence in the streets, so they passed a law that said all uh territory uh Fights have to be settled through ba- through this extreme baseball game. Okay. And, uh, like the 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 court, like the the baseball field, is like half of the city. Hmm. So people are like leaping from building to building, and like when someone catches the ball and tries to tag someone up, they literally get into a fist fight. Oh, yeah and there's, like, laser bats and, like, robot umpires and stupid bullshit. Okay. Like, the... And, like, uh... In one of the first episodes, like, one of... One of the the guys who's pitching makes, like, a a Mega Man proton cannon to fire his baseballs. Okay. It's just... Just absolutely absurd bullshit. Yeah. Um... But again, only like three or four episodes so far, so can't okay. really comment too much quite yet. But yeah. over but it is very stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um I think I think that's it. Okay. What about you? Uh
0: I got through the East Blue and the One Piece manga. Nice. Uh I'm at the start of Alabasta, I haven't really progressed past that.
1: Got it. Yeah, Alabasta uh, Saga.
0: Yeah. Uh it it's you know, it's one piece. Mm-hmm. Uh it's East Blue. Uh There's a couple things I caught on to this time that I didn't, you know, years ago, yeah, so I you. enjoyed it a little more.
1: And can you hold on just one second? Sorry, someone's at the door. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably eat in a bit, but you can go ahead and cook them. I'm um, Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. I'll eat later. Thank you. But thanks for letting me know. Okay, sorry about that. Okay. Anyway, you were saying about one piece. Uh, the, the, you know, there's a couple things I
0: I picked up on this time that I didn't last time and I enjoyed it a little more, but Oh, yeah, like what? Overall. Uh Nothing major until, uh, until, like, after, no, nothing major until the Sanji arc. Oh, Baratier? Yeah, Baratier. Yeah. Uh, first off, I don't fucking care at all about Sanji, or anything that happened in his storyline in that arc. Uh, Mm mm-hmm. But goddamn, Mihawk's fucking cool. Yeah,
1: Mihawk is so fucking cool.
0: Uh, that arc in my mind, memory, for so long, got boiled down to Zoro tries to fuck around and find out, and he gets punked.
1: Super punked. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, th- th- he does. That's not wrong. But I had written off that Mihawk is boring in my head, and that's fucking not true. It is not. Uh, Mihawk kicks fucking ass. Um, the other one was uh, Smoker's a lot cooler than I remembered. Mm-hmm. I like Smoker a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and holy shit, that was Dragon that helped Luffy escape from from Smoker. Mm-hmm. That uh oh uh, fuck. Fuck that! That that
1: that's basically my one piece report. Um, there's a there's other little things that you notice, uh, like uh, I want you to take, uh, I want you to remember the uh, the sun tattoo that uh, Arlong had. That's important. Oh, I know about that. Okay. I know
0: that uh, that that's Jinbei's symbol. Well, yes and no. It's more than Jinbei. It's more than Jinbei. Yeah. Okay. Jinbei well, has it, it and a
1: lot of fishmen have it for reasons. Is it the crest, like the royal crest? No, or no, whatever? it's it has to no. do with uh the crew that they were all on. Okay. Yeah, because Jinbei was part of that crew along okay. with Arlong. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I really like Mihawk. He's one of my favorite of he's not my favorite warlord of the sea. Hmm. Uh, that'd be Crocodile. Okay. But Mihawk is really cool. Uh, and the... It, it... uh, That moment is really meant to just establish the, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? The continental divide between Zoro and Mihawk. Yeah. Like, it's not even remotely close
0: yeah, he, he, oh, that, mm. oh, like, he got, he he did, he got punked. Mm-hmm. There's no,
1: uh, the, but, mm-hmm. god damn. The, the more the show, the more the series goes on, the more you realize how much of a, con- like, it's like, that scene shows how much of a divide there is, but the more the series goes on, the more, like, other characters you see that are really powerful that Mihawk is, more than likely stronger than on yeah. pa- on paper, it it just really hammers home how unbelievably strong Mihawk is. God damn! Because he, Mihawk is so fucking weird. Because every time Zoro defeats somebody in an arc, you it and you think about how strong that character is. It's like Mihawk has to be stronger from a like yeah. narrative standpoint. Like he has to be, because. It, How many times have they duelled at this point? Uh, Mihawk and Zoro. Yeah. Um, the first time, and technically another time later, before the time skip. Okay. They don't really duel, but like they do meet again. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. And so we we don't we don't know. That I mean,
0: it narrative expectations decree that yeah he is, but there is a chance that Zoro has shortened the gap quite a oh, bit.
1: Oh no! By this point in the story, yeah, for sure. But like okay. from a narrative standpoint, he has to be stronger than the guy he fought in Wano. Which I mean, that guy was really strong. Okay. So and then you then you think, man, how how strong was Mihawk? Like how strong is he? Yeah. Um, and like he he exists like power scaling doesn't exist in One Piece. Truly, totally it doesn't. Yeah, it's more no, of a rock exactly. paper scissors of like, you know, what powers kind of beat what and what skill. Like it's it's way more complicated yeah. than that. But you can kind of like put characters in, on like a a sort of a general area, a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. And Mihawk exists. Somewhere below someone like Whitebeard. But above other characters. And that's a real big range. Because Whitebeard was like... He was Whitebeard.
0: Yeah, he's fucking insanely... I remember that much.
1: Yeah, he's he's not called the strongest... He wasn't called the strongest man in the world for no reason. Yeah. Him and, him and Gold Roger fought many times. Yeah. And... It's it. I don't know. We Mihawk is like this weird, like Schrodinger's "How strong is he?" scenario. Because <laughs> the more the series goes on, the, the 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 bigger the gap seems to be between so, like in that in that moment, Baratier, the more you realize how big that gap actually was. Yeah. Because it's, it's it's just ridiculous, and and the other one that always is weird is like. Uh, when we get to Alabasta and Luffy fights uh, crocodile, yeah, and um, how much variance there is in terms of strength for the the warlords of the sea? Where like crocodile kind of like while powerful is doesn't seem to be on the same level as some of the other warlords.
0: He's he's the lowest tier of warlord, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, he is that I mean, He has to be. Yeah, he is, but also at the same time it kinda comes with like hindsight. Because yeah. this was before uh Oda introduced the cons like the concept of uh hockey. And so Oh yeah. Be- someone like Crocodile should have had hockey because he kinda sits on the top of the world stage. But he didn't. Yeah. And it's just sort of like the the the, the, the nature of uh Looking back on it.
0: Is the Alabasta... I almost called it Alabama. Is the Alabasta Arc not where Luffy learns the gears thing? No,
1: that's... Uh... Fucking, uh CP9 art. CP9, CP9 okay. slash Water 7.
0: Okay. A lot of everything on the Grand Line... Has merged together in my head. Yeah. Apparently.
1: The next big saga after Alabasta is the Skypea stuff. You no, know, Skypea
0: has remained completely self contained, but everything else. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the <laughs> sagas
1: after Alabasta, it's like Alabasta, Skypea saga, and then we get the Water 7 slash CP9 saga. Okay. So there's like, you're, you're going to get two whole sagas before Luffy does the gear stuff.
0: Yeah, that feels right. Yeah, And okay. the
1: his opponent at the end of CP9 is probably one of his, like, best fights in the whole show, like, series. I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, him and, okay. uh, Lucci. Yeah. Because that fight, there's, it's, it's, like... That entire arc was, like, Oda sort of, like, making an apology to literally every, uh... Zoan fruit devil user. <laughs> because every Zoan devil fruit user up to that point had jobbed really hard. Oh. And then it was like, no, actually, what if I make several of the strongest characters in this arc Zoan fruit users? And show you oh. how strong a Zoan fruit user can be. It, it was an apology to all of them. Yeah because Alucci is just a he's just a dude who's really good at martial arts and has and he can turn into a leopard. That's it. That's a that that I mean that's a cool fucking Yeah, that's uh, like it, there's no weird like I can fucking break apart like detach my, my body parts. Detach my yeah. body parts or turn into lightning. Or fucking sand. Or I'm just really slimy. Or turn into sand. Or It's like, I'm just yeah. really good at martial arts, and I can yeah. turn into a half-leopard man. Yeah. So, that fight is really a uh, knockdown, down drag-out fist fight.
0: And those are the best.
1: It, it really is. And Luffy has some of the best. Like uh, Also, I think that I'm looking forward to... When you get to the end of Alabasta, because... That's one of that's where we get one of Zoro's best fights in the series, which is him versus uh, Mister One.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, definitely oh. still one of his best fights. Right on. Yeah, because Zoro doesn't have really any super super good fights up and, yeah. up until that point. Like it, most of his opponents, like he kind of just like annihilates, huh. like fucking uh, Hachan, the octopus guy in Arlong Park.
2: Yeah, he just kind
1: of just like wrecks that guy.
2: Yeah. Like no
1: one gives Zoro a real challenge and, until I think Mr. One. Except for Mihawk obviously. Yeah, Mihawk. Yeah. 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 And I think like I do wanna oh, no, go on. Go on. No go. No, go on. Uh, I, I think Finish finish your thing. I think Oda realized that and that's why he had Mihawk show up. It was mm. like Zoro up to this point had seemed like he was invincible and beyond superhuman. And then Mihawk was like, sit down, child.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but
1: anyway, you were going to say. I was
0: going to say, uh, almost all of them got, like, a glow up in the time skip. Oh, yeah, for sure. But Zoro's the only one where I like his original look, his, like, construction worker look. mm I, I like that more than the uh yukata.
1: Yeah, it's I like the, the his original outfit, but I really like the uh the missing eye a lot of his new design. Yeah, that
0: that I like there there's parts of it I like. I like the thing, like the character growth bits. I just don't like the outfit itself.
1: Yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh
0: mostly because I think his original look is far more toyetic mm-hmm. and that is like they've they've made action figures of his post times or a action figure of his post time skip look, and it lower robe like flowy robe type things on the lower half mm-hmm. made of plastic always suck.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh,
0: yeah, they they'd have to do you know like fully cloth outfit for him for it to be any good but
1: whatever I th- I think one of my favorite things in about the time skip designs was finding out that Sanji's other eyebrow also does that but in the same direction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know there's one thing I really uh I didn't realize I missed it until uh I I started mm-hmm. Until I, I was doing the reread and I really missed how uh Luffy, Usopp, and Sanji were truly the idiot trio for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and then it
1: becomes uh Chopper Usopp and uh Luffy. Yeah. They're like brothers. Yeah. That's one of my favorite little things about One Piece is like all the little sort of like dynamics each of the members of the crew kind of have. Yeah. Like the and and with each member of the crew, new dynamics are formed. It's fun. Like the Uh, the rival between Zoro and Sanji. The like Nami. uh, I'm the responsible one. Don't spend my money. (laughs) And Usopp's like Usopp and Luffy's like like they're like brothers. Like they're so close.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, y- you know my uh, every universe has a Popeye, stupid fan theory. Yeah. Luffy is the Popeye of his universe. Mm. Hmm.
3: Uh.
0: Which means Usopp is his olive oil, and Blackbeard is his blue dough.
1: Yeah. 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 My, my favorite little thing about Usopp and Luffy is like up to that point. Uh, every other member of the crew that Luffy met for the first time, their first meeting was like, get the fuck away from me, idiot. Or, no, I'm not joining mm-hmm. your crew. And But Usopp and Luffy immediately were like, yo, bro, you're really cool. I know, right? I, You're also <laughs> really cool. And they like, want to <laughs> hang out? Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, let's hang out.
2: Mm.
1: And And then you meet uh Luffy's brother and then you realize oh yeah, it's the same dynamic. Yeah. Like uh, Ace. Yeah. Oh yeah, we meet Man. you're gonna meet Ace in the fucking Alabasta.
0: Yeah, I mean I like I said, I'm rereading but no, and but not, like, this isn't for the first know, time, but yeah. yeah. I love Ace. I'm really looking forward to getting past where I was so I can learn more about Sabo.
1: Yeah, cause... that's Sabo is uh the is Lord Timescope stuff. Post time skip stuff. So
0: yeah, well, I mean, I made it past time skip. I just didn't make it past Fishman Island.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shabo gets introduced during Dressrosa.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and that's when we well, get the, the I mean,
0: he gets introduced in the the flashback. Well,
1: yeah, which is in Dressrosa. Yeah. The flashback happens in Dressrosa. Dress 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 Dressrosa. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's <sighs> it, so after Fishman the the so Fish it's Fishman Island. Then you get the. That's the sort of comeback. And then we start the no. new, we, the Fishman Island is the comeback for the for the the fucking uh time skip.
0: Yes, but I definitely saw the flashback with Ace and Sabo and Luffy as little kids before Fishman Island cuz I dropped off in the middle of Fishman
1: Island. Hmm. Oh no, it that happens in the interstitial like Amazon, like where Luffy's hanging on Amazon Lily, right? Yeah, with, uh, uh, with, I'm pretty with, sure with Jinbei. that... Yeah, I remember now. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: We don't see Sabo again until Dressrosa. so that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the... the other... what? No, go ahead.
0: No, I'll, I was gonna move on, but if you got more to say about One Piece, go ahead.
1: Uh, no, the other thing, all I was gonna say was, was like, Fishman Island is kind of the, the return, and then after Fishman Island is when we start the, the new saga, which is the Yonko saga. Yeah. And that's, okay. you know... It's the current saga as of right now, which will be ending with Wano. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Okay. Uh let's see.
0: Other than that, uh Uh I- I've had a-, a good deal of alone time lately for personal reasons, not gonna get into that. But I ended up uh, the last few days I watched uh the MCU movies I missed. I watch uh just out of mostly out of boredom and to distract myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I saw uh, Black Widow, Eternals, and Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi. Black Widow was eh. Yeah. Um, I do like all the characters it introduced. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yelena's real cool. She also shows up in Hawkeye, uh, which is what maybe you want to watch Black Widow in the first place, because Hawkeye was pretty good. Yeah. Uh despite them screwing up Kate Bishop. Uh mm-hmm. uh Eternals was Eh?
1: Uh,
0: okay. As a mark for Marvel's Black Knight, I love Eternals because it introduces him. Oh, okay. Uh you don't really find like we know his name is Dane Whitman throughout the movie. he's dating one of the eternals okay uh but the very like the the post credit scene on that spoilers, if you care uh is you see the ebony blade
1: oh sick uh
0: one of them at least you also meet uh Star Fox, which is Thanos's brother and an eternal mm. in the mid credit scene right yeah okay uh. So, like, this movie was kind of. It falls into the stupid category of hate of evil Superman. Because mm. Icarus is just Superman. Mm-hmm. Flying, super strength, near invulnerable, and shoots lasers out of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's sort of the final villain. Mm hmm. Uh, even though he's a he, this is a major spoiler, but uh, it's Eternals. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's with the heroes the entire time. He's an eternal, and then it's like, no, blah blah blah, whatever. I'm actually going to oppose you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he realizes the error of his ways, and he kills himself by flying into the sun. Huh. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's like it's an MCU movie, so there's some interesting fights. I'm not gonna say good fights, but interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly just super into it because I fucking love Dane Whitman. Uh, I I love the Black Knight. Uh, there's just something about a character whose powers are fueled by his own self-loathing that is just uh, peak relatable. Mm.
1: Um, Paladin Oath of Loathing. Yep, yeah, basically. Uh, 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 yeah, um,
0: but yeah, that, that's Eternals, and then I watched uh, Shang-Chi, and Shang-Chi was pretty cool. Yeah, I heard it was, heard um, it
1: was pretty
0: good. Yeah, um, it, it kind of sets up the uh, new status quo, like the new thing, uh. Mm-hmm. The ten rings are a thing, and then Mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's fun. It it's trying to be Black Panther for Asian people.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I don't know how well it succeeded. Yeah, I cannot comment on that.
1: Neither of us can.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it was a fun watch. Uh, Mm -hmm. despite. You know, the guy who plays Shang-Chi turning out to be racist and uh, Aquafina being in it. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Aquafina manages to go the entire movie without doing, you know, black voice. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. And turns out, you know, she's actually pretty funny when she's not appropriating and she's trying to be quote uh, unquote ur- African American vernacular English. And she's trying to be urban. Yeah. Air quotes. Uh Yeah. Uh She also she has a pleasant voice. Uh it it it's kind of that like kind of husky scratchy voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh that I enjoy mm-hmm. uh just from a pure auditory level, but yeah. Uh yeah, uh, casting could have done a better job, is all I'm saying. Or, you know, maybe just don't be racist. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, have you tried not being racist? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was pretty fun, though. It You know, it's a Marvel movie. It's popcorn schlock, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh! Uh... <laughs> Uh Eternals also uh, teases uh Blade at the very end. Fuck yeah, Blade. Uh we we've already been confirmed that it's going to be uh Murhasha, Mur- Ali. Mhm. Uh which if you watch Luke Cage, he was Cottonmouth in that. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh so I guess that confirms Luke Cage is not canon in the MCU. guess
1: not, uh, but he's he looks like Blade for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, you only hear his voice. Yeah. It's only with a voice. It's basically like uh, mm-hmm. you see Dane Whitman about to pick up the ebony blade, and then you just hear, "You might not want to pick that up just yet, Mister Whitman." Mm, fucking blade. And it's like, yeah, and like who who said that?
1: Who fucking said that. I had to. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, that's
0: Michelle Ali. Fuck yeah, please! Yeah,
1: that actually reminds me. The only other I didn't want to mention it, but like me and Adrian. Because it, because all three of them are in, are in Toby, we watched Blade. Nice. The Wesley Snipes Blade. Uh, again. Yeah, yeah. That movie is so fucking stupid, I love it.
0: Blade One and Two are great. Trinity. Nah, Trinity we don't talk about
1: Trinity. <laughs> uh, my my favorite thing about Blade One is like there are certain scenes where you're like, Oh man, you know Wesley Snipes ad libbed that. And yeah. like put that in because he really wanted to, like, the, this movie to be as black as possible. Yeah. Like, when he, uh, goes to get his serum, and him and, like, the, uh, the guy gets the serum from do, like, a fucking, like, like, yeah, man. Like, uh, like the, the brother shake, like, handshake, you know? Dap. They dap. Yeah, they dap. And then the the other thing that happens is really fucking funny, is <laughs> that's I didn't get until watching it again, was he's in the when he's in the hospital and he's like fighting the that vampire who got all burnt up, and the cops show up and he turns and the cops are like freeze, beat they shoot him <laughs> mm. and he and then the, it hits his bulletproof vest and he looks down and he's like are you out are you out of your damn mind and it walks yeah. away
2: <laughs> mm.
1: like mhm-, mhm-. That hits different now. That hits real different now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, and it's really funny. Oh, God. And you know Wesley Slavs wanted that in. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I'm still bummed is it like... Because he was really pushing to make the Black Panther movie back in the day. I'm really bummed that he didn't even, like, make a guest appearance or anything in the new Black Panther movie. Yeah, that. Yeah. Because he was, he really wanted to make the Black Panther movie. He was pushing for it real hard. It's a shame that. Well, I mean, we got
0: it eventually. We did. You. You hear about all that shit going on with the uh, Black Panther Two? No. So, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, rest in power. Uh, yeah, rest in power. Uh, and then they were like, alright, well, I guess we're gonna push Shuri as the new Black Panther, because in the comics, she became the Black Panther. And then she was outed as an anti-vaxxer, and was like, I'm not going to film this if I'm required to be vaccinated. Uh... Yeah, so, there, uh, there there was, uh, hold on, I need to remember his name real quick. Uh, I just need to look it up. Bruh. Yeah, I'm sorry, I- I fucking hate it here, man. Yeah. Get me off of this planet. Yeah. Uh, hold on, um, uh, Winston Duke, uh, apparently had his contract renegotiated to, uh, be paid more for the weight he's pulling on Black Panther 2, so, uh, I guess M'Baku's gonna be the new Black Panther. I. Uh, and, did you see Black Panther? Uh, no, I still haven't
1: seen it, actually,
0: Alright, uh, highly recommend, it's fucking fantastic. I would, I, know. Uh, I really
1: want to, it's like, it's sort of like, I just dropped off of the entire MCU, so I've just, like, missed every one enough. of them. And I want to watch Black Panther, but I just haven't.
0: Alright, uh, when we finish, uh, uh, Mandalorian, we can watch that. Oh, yeah. And then we can also do Sonic. Yeah, that sounds like a great, <laughs> that sounds great, I'd love that. Yeah, um... Mbaku is a highlight of that movie. I fucking love that character. Mm-hmm. They take a character that is like absolutely horrible in the comics and just make him the best mm-hmm. uh... fucking hell, yeah, uh but other than that yeah that that that's sort of the Black Panther shenanigans from my memory ah. uh trying to think of anything else um. I read some good books, but I don't really feel like talking about them. Mm. Uh, but uh, if you've never read a uh, Michael J. Sullivan book, I recommend go reading a Michael J. Sullivan book. That guy writes real good.
3: Mm. I've
0: read um, that name before. Um... Uh, he did the Ruria Chronicles, the Riria Revelations, and then the... Uh, Age of myth. Oh
1: right, yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 I know about him. Yeah. Uh he write real good. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: real I I just did his uh what was it? Uh Legends of the First Empire uh series. Yeah, yeah. Uh that was real good. But I won't go into more detail. He's that. been on he's um, been on
1: my watch list along with uh Patrick because 'cause I've heard nothing but good things about the the King Killer Chronicle. Yeah, you you've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. Um him and Brandon Sanderson get get sort of talked about a lot in the this the sphere of the epic fantasy writers because Brandon Sanderson was the guy who finished the the Wheel of Time.
0: Yeah. Uh Sanderson's the next author I plan on looking into. Uh Yeah. Uh I'm going to I'm going to pick up a box set of his stuff. Uh, Stormlight or Mistborn? Yeah, the Mistborn's the one I wanted to go with. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've heard
1: those are like the 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 two books. Uh, he also wrote yeah. a really good Magic the Gathering novel that kind of stands on its own.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The Mistborn trilogy. Uh yeah. Mistborn, Well of Ascension, and Hero of Ages.
1: I haven't read. Closely. I've only read one of his the, the Stormlight Archive books, but I'm a, I'm more familiar with him for his like um other stuff. Like he uh, he has an entire like uh writing creative writing course that's free on YouTube that mm. I've I've watched. Nice. Nice. So uh, I've learned a lot about uh, his way of thinking about creative writing.
2: Nice.
1: And his uh, especially his stance on magic systems.
0: You have to tell me more about that another time. I, it's it's uh, more like
1: how he classifies magic systems. Like they're on a, like soft or hard. Okay. Like how crunchy is this magic system?
0: Okay, I get you. Yeah. Yeah how specific is it yeah uh okay i still i'd like to hear more about that mm-hmm. uh but not now not yeah, yeah, now yeah yeah another time uh other than that i'm thinking i'm thinking uh yeah that's it that's it um cool so we're going to take a short break oh oh um huh? season 3 of kid cosmic came out yeah i haven't watched it yet cuz Neither have I. Yeah. Uh, But you can look forward to that next time as we do a spoiler cast for it. Mm, more than likely. Uh, yes. I mean, as long as it's up on the website you watch it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem to be yet. Not but...
1: yet. It probably will be before, you know. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll, see.
0: Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to get into... Rescue Rangers, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. We'll see you then. Yeah. Alrighty, and we're back. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, 1988 to 1990. Uh, directed by John Kimball, Bob Zamboni. God, I love that last name. Zamboni. Alan Zaslove. That's another le- last name I love. Yeah, Zamboni and Zaslove.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Rick Leon and Jamie Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh And there's just a very long line of writers, so I'm not going to... Yeah, yeah. Starring uh, Corey Burton as Dale and other characters. Many. Uh, Tress McNeil as Chip and Gadget and other characters. Jim Cummings and Peter Cullen as Monterey Jack. Uh,
1: Jim Cummings also taking up a lot of the villains. Very many much. And Peter Cullen also plays some of the random villains in some episodes, too. Like, I think he plays a couple of uh, Fat Cat's goons. Yeah. Uh,
0: Danny Gans as Buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Paulson as Donald Drake, among others. Alan Oppenheimer as Aldrin Clordane, among others.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Deborah Wally as Buffy Rat. Raskowatsky. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to go into too many of the other characters because there's just a lot of, you know, one-off.
1: Yeah, most of them are one-off of characters. Stuff. There's very few yeah. recurring characters.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Nice. Uh. <clears throat> hmm. what? Uh, I'll, I'm going to hand it over to you because uh, this is your project and you have as much as I enjoy these shows, which is a great deal, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to—I I don't want to downplay how much I like these. Uh, I don't want you to think—I don't want the viewers to think this is a situation where I'm not invested, mm-hmm. because I am. But even I can recognize that I think your love of these dwarfs my own.
1: Yeah, um, I will say this— uh, well, Spoiler for, I guess, when we're going to talk about Tailspin— but when I was younger, I would say that of the two of these, I liked Rescue Rangers more. Mm. But looking back on it, I think Tailspin holds up better. It does, like for sure, like just in general. Um, well, go on, go on. I, I have my own thoughts on that, but because like I, I did enjoy revisiting Rescue Rangers, especially some of the episodes that were like really stuck in my brain. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was like. I don't know, there, there's... It's way... It's not as good as I remember, just in general, really. Like, the, the one thing I will say is that, like, the one... There are a couple episodes that were as good as I remember, and, like, I think the multi-parter uh, To the Rescue is still, like, really good. Yes. And a lot of fun. And I kind of wish that the rest of the show was as good as good as good as that. Yeah. Um, and there are a couple of episodes that come close, uh, and the really good episodes are really fun. Um, also I say this for completely non horny reasons, Gadget is my favorite character in this show. Yeah, I mean she's the most capable character on the show. She's the Donatello.
0: Yeah, she's Donnie, she's the uh the Nami, mm-hmm. the uh yeah.
1: I think I thought she was just a nerd, but I think the aspect of her character that I didn't really remember was, like, how completely airheaded and ADHD she is. Yeah. And it's really funny. Yeah, it is. Like, especially when they first meet her in the, uh, to the rescue multi Mm-hmm. When she's like, okay, I've done the thing where I shake your hand, I've said my name. What's the next part that comes after this? I'm not used to social interactions.
2: <laughs>
1: and then she realizes, yeah. oh wait, I don't have any chairs. Hold on, and she just starts making them chairs to sit yeah. on. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Gadget's uh, great. She I'll... she is the best part of the show. She is the best character
1: in this show, like a yeah. bar none. Um, and the. Uh... The other thing about it I really like is like how um it's the airheadedness and like this a, a perfect example of this is I think this is a, I don't remember which episode this is in, but there's a scene where uh Monterey jumps out of the, the, the plane and onto the one of the roofs and then Gadget like off end of the comment's like, hmm, the balance seems to be off and then <laughs> Dale is like, It's cause Monterey just jumped off the plane and she's like, Oh yeah, that would account for it. <laughs> just and that happens yeah. like every other episode. Where she just she just does really like airheaded, like not even like, oh yeah, hmm, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's probably why I think out of the uh, so all the episodes I watched. Let me, I watched to the rescue, which is a five-parter. Yeah. Which is still it was really fun. I watched the first episode, which is Cattery's Not Included. Mm. Uh that's the episode where we first meet Nimnol.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh Out to Launch, where the Rangers go on a rocket into space.
2: Mm.
1: Pound of the Baskervilles, uh, which is about uh the Rangers helping a dog and his owner reclaim uh their house from the the owner's, uh, o- the younger brother who, mm. and the, the older, the, no, his older brother, the younger brother rightfully has the right to the, the mansion. It's like mm. a, a mystery. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, an elephant never suspects, uh, which is the rangers in a zoo trying to solve a mystery. The case of the cola cult
3: <laughs>
1: about the mice who worship cola Yeah, taste the fizz of cuckoo cola. Uh, Which is one of the very few Gadget-focused episodes. Uh, Gadget Goes Hawaiian, which is another Gadget-focused episode. Yeah. Short Order Crooks, which I really liked a lot. Good Times Bat Times, which is notable because it has one of the more uh, memorable one-off characters. That being Foxglove the Bat, who shows up several times in the comics after the show. Yes.
0: Yes. She's kind of like a a, a love interest for Dale. Mm-hmm.
1: And the other, the last two were uh, a chorus, a chorus crime, and they shoot dogs, don't they? Mm. Uh, which uh, I th- that those two should have been a two-parter, but they're not weirdly because they have. It's one of the only times where we have a returning a returning character that's not a villain. And those two episodes have a poodle by, named Canina Lafur, who's mm-hmm. an actress, <laughs> and she's voiced by Carol Channing. Yeah. And she, I love Carol Channing. <laughs> Carol Channing's great.
0: Uh, She she does my favorite version of uh, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend.
1: Oh, yeah, she did do that. Hmm. Diamonds Are a Girl's
0: Best Friend. And
1: she, honestly, she's really great in those two episodes, and she, she kind of carries those two episodes and makes them a lot of fun yeah um but out of all the other than like to the rescue to the rescue was a lot of fun because it really gives you like an idea of who the characters are it introduces them and how they met and we also get to meet both of the recurring villains of the show which are fat cat and uh Nimno. yeah both boys fight jim cummings <laughs> <laughs> Jim Cummings is a fucking workhorse in this show and Tailspin. Truly, yeah. Oh, most of the Disney Afternoon. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a fucking Darkwing Duck. He's a, he's a. We're gonna talk. We're gonna say that we're we're gonna say Jim Cummings a lot in in all oh, these episodes. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but um, I uh, sorry, go, go on. No, no, go.
0: I was gonna say I I just watched uh the 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 four parter or five parter. I can't remember. It's right. a five parter, yeah. Five-parter? Okay. Uh, I, I'm used to four-parters, but yeah, five-parter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just watched the first 15 that were listed on uh, uh, Disney+. Plus. Okay. Which are uh Pirate Sea Under the Seas, Cattery's Not Included, Dale Beside Himself, Flash the Wonder Dog, Out to Launch, Kiwi's Big Adventure, uh, Adventures in Squirrel Sitting, The Pound of the Baskervilles, Risky Beezness, Three Men and a Booby. <laughs> three Men and a Booby. <laughs> um, the Carpet Snaggers, uh, Bearing Up Baby, Rescue Rangers. Oh, and then it did the five parter. Okay. I don't know why the five parter is episodes 13 through 17.
1: It's because it's uh, season two, it's the opener to season two. Uh... Season okay. one was like twelve to thirteen episodes, and season two is it opens with that multi-parter. Weirdly,
0: interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we got a combined. We got a real good sample size. Yeah. Uh. I'll say my favorite.
0: Outside of the five-parter.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Dale beside himself is one I really remembered as a from a kid from being a kid, mm-hmm. and so it uh. It it's one of the ones I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably my favorite. Probably one of my outside of the five parter. Yeah. Uh, it's the. I don't remember if you listed that when you were reading. Uh, I did not. Okay that that's the one where. Uh, an alien decides he doesn't want to leave Earth right after his that vacation, yeah and he, yeah. he
1: pretends to be Dale, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I remember that one, meanwhile, Dale's up on the ship, yeah, uh, I do remember that one, yeah yeah uh that that one stuck that that's one of the ones that stuck out of my memory. the other one was uh foxglove,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was the other yeah so, that's uh seven. that one is uh good times bat times, yeah. Uh, there's a couple that stood out in my mind. I basically what I did was I watched the multi-parter. Uh, and I watched like uh, several of the episodes that are listed as like on the IMDb top 10. And then I watched a bunch of episodes that I just remember really well and like remember liking. Mm-hmm. Like the Cola Cult and um, Gadget Goes Hawaiian and yeah. An Elephant Never Suspects and The Pound of the Baskerville. Those are the ones yeah. I remember. I also remember Out to Launch really well, just because I remember very vividly Gadget making her own spacesuit. Yes. And and uh, that's also in the opening, I think, which is also wireless. It is, yes. Um. Uh. The the one thing I did notice that I, I found really funny, uh, since they're all out of all these episodes we watch, I think Nimble and Fat Cat are like only show up in a few. Um but the thing I noticed about, out of the two or three episodes I watched that where Nimnal was involved, uh, one is Catters not included. He was in the multi-parter. He's also in a, a chorus crime. Nimnal has the most idiotic plans I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I
0: I think that's part of why... Uh, w- sorry, I, I want to go back to something else you mentioned before about how you thought Tailspin holds up better than Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's so much that it holds up better, Mm -hmm. as it is Tailspin just has more crossover appeal. Mm. Uh, Like Rescue Rangers definitely feels more like a kid-focused show. Yeah, Tailspin feels like it's just as entertaining to adults because it's referencing, you know, a lot of adult stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, the entire premise is a reference to Casablanca. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think that that's part of why it appeals a little bit, why it probably appeals to us more now as adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, Tailspin was always my favorite. Not yeah, yeah, lie. yeah. Uh, mostly for the theme and for airplanes, those are just.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but
1: yeah, yeah, like uh, like Niml's, like the the stupidest one is the chorus crime. Nimno's plan in a chorus crime is the the this is where we meet canina Lafer, and the plot of that episode is uh monterey is not a fan of canina and but the rest of the gang are gonna go see her show and Monterey is like all right well i guess i'll I'll see y'all later and he goes out to see a a a, a shipment of cheese arriving at the dock <laughs> because literally it's- car- Monterey's only character trait is he likes cheese cheese like monterey is the weakest character like his whole stick is he's really strong and he likes cheese that's it yeah kind of always got going for him but yeah he's fine but like he
0: he doesn't have as much going on he's just strong and likes cheese and you know what that's relatable
1: yeah and dale (laughs) dale's whole thing he's the leader he's like got his whole like complex about being a a detective and a spy right. and all this other stuff and dale is like just the lovable idiot character yeah
0: okay you said dale
1: twice uh, uh, chip is the sorry chip chip is, is the leader chip is the leader yeah. dale is the idiot yes yeah and i love the uh looking the magnum pi fucking uh and the, the the bomber jacket thing it's a good it's yeah. a good look um but anyway yeah.
0: the plot of i still no oh, go on I still have uh, two plushies from when I was a little kid of Rescue Range their Rescue Rangers versions.
1: Neat. Yeah, got them at Disney World. Cool. Uh, um yeah, anyway. Yeah, the, the plot of the chorus Crime is a, is really silly cuz like I said Monterey goes to see this tea sip. And he finds out that it sunk at sea and it was hit by an iceberg. Meanwhile, uh, Canina's, uh show is cancelled because there was going to be a big musical number where dogs were going to wear a bunch of tap shoes and do like a, a tap dance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were like, well, we got to find out what the deal is with the missing tap shoes. Someone stole them. And then Monterey shows up to the theater where they're talking to Kanina and he's like, hey guys, there's a mystery about all these missing ships and icebergs. And it's like, and they tell him, well, we promised that we would figure out what the deal was with the tap shoes. And he's like, that's stupid. This is this uh, this thing I'm doing is way more important. <laughs> mm. And then it's like, actually about uh, Monterey splitting up from the group and them getting into an argument about what's more important. And Monterey goes yeah. off on his own and tries to figure <laughs> out what's up with the icebergs. It turns out to be the same mystery. It's the same mystery, yeah. yes. Yeah. It turns out Nimnul's plan is, I shit you not. I'm going to train a bunch of penguins to tap dance in sync so that they break up giant pieces of ice to crash into a ship so I can steal the shit on the ships.
0: Uh, it's, it's, you see th- this is what I mean it it's more geared to like okay this is funny it's hilarious it is really but it's funny. also
1: it it it's definitely more of a geared towards kids plot. Oh yeah for sure and then like uh can Ken, Kanina kinda like sells it really. And yeah. He she she's she's there the whole episode with the Rangers. And I like her how she adds to the dynamic, and I kinda wish that she had been in more episodes. <laughs> Replace Monterey Jack. Replace Monterey Jack with his dog. Or have her just show yeah. up occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um but, but but you know, she can't live in the tree. She can't live the in the dog. tree. The yeah. uh, the other episode with Kanina was about uh monterey and her uh getting split from the rest of the group because the rest of the group came to go see one of her like uh shootings in like a foreign country and in that foreign country uh it's illegal to hunt any animal and the the and the hunting season changes hourly huh i mean it's- it's legal to hunt and basically what happens is is that monterey Jack and Kanina have to get out of this country while Kanina's stunt double tries to say that she like basically replace her and get this award, which but which is which is really funny. But then you really think about it, it's like she's a fucking dog, and she gives a, like a, an acceptance speech, and like it, it's, there's actually a cutaway of like she, you hear her talking, and then it cuts to with the humans here, and she's like. <laughs> there's just a dog talking to a microphone about her it's really, uh, it's really stupid uh, 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 but you know, the plot is the rangers trying to stop the stunt double from getting her award while Kenina and Monterey Jack are separate from the rest of the group and have to escape uh, this country while it's dog hunting season and that that's okay. it that's it okay and And that's the plot, and it's just it's really carried by again Kanina and her interactions with the Monterey Jack, and how she keeps calling him the wrong name please yeah. please help me montague <laughs> uh the other one i r the other ones I really liked were um uh Short order crooks, Gadget Goes Hawaiian, and the Cola Cult. Mm. The Cola Cult is just literally a bunch of mice, are worship this like cola brand, like and the like. It's like feel the fizz, give yourself up to the cola, and there's like a really catchy theme song that goes with it. And the whole plot is Gadget feels like she's not good enough for the group and she feels lost so she ends up joining the cult. Uh But then That's an important yeah, lesson there. But no, but then it turns but then on her own she discovers that the cult is uh basically a scam to get people's like money. Yeah. And she on her basically pretty much on her own stops the villain of that episode it's really good the other episode about her is that i watched was gadget goes hawaiian where she switches places with this other girl who looks a lot like her yes i remember that yeah one. and she like has to go through all these trials with the, her gadgets and like that episode is about how gadget um is scatterbrained and can and comes up with a lot of solutions to a singular problem and ends up like you know, uh, causing issues because you can't decide. Yeah. So it's about her just doing it. Yeah. And trusting in her own judgment. Yeah. Which is... That's that's an important lesson. It's it's a good episode. And the one I didn't think I would like as much is Short Order Crooks. It's... I didn't think it was that funny until I really thought about it. The the concept of short order crooks is that Monterey Jack is trying to make his really famous cheese chowder. And uh what happens is is that the there's a plot going on with this lady who owns a diner and the cops go there a lot uh because she makes donuts and also because she's across the street from the PlayStation. And what happens is these these two crooks are trying to, like, basically go into her establishment and trick her into thinking she's won a trip to Hawaii or some shit. And their their plan is to, is to, while she's gone, dig a tunnel through the diner to the bank next door to steal the money. Yeah. Here's the hiccup. Monterey Jack shows up there in the middle of the night to use some of her equipment to make his cheese chowder. Yeah. So when the cops show up, to come get breakfast. They smell the cheese chowder. Now, Monterey Jack thinks that these crooks actually, the thing that they said about, oh, we'll take care of your diner for you while you're gone. They think, he believes them, he doesn't know they're crooks. But he realizes that they don't know how to cook. So he keeps making this cheese chowder every night. So the cop, then the cops keep coming back, and the crooks can't dig their hole because the cops are there, and it's <laughs> and it's and it's them like slowly going insane because this chowder just keeps showing up, and being and like and then the other rangers get involved, and it's like oh we need to make a double batch this time, and then it's like the next day there's two pots of cheese chowder. It's like where does it keep coming from? <laughs> and they're just losing their minds. <laughs> Until eventually they realize the the real plot and they stop them from like stealing the the money and yeah and then uh, modern Jack leaves the the diner lady his uh, chowder recipe okay uh
0: so it, it, is cheese chowder just chowder cheese that's melted and then has milk or cream mixed into it.
1: It's like a Because like che- that's what chowder is it's like a cheese soup. A... It's like a cheese soup okay. usually it's like it's like a uh what you do is you make like a bechamel which is like a white sauce, like a cream sauce, and then you put in bumped cheese and then you add uh usually vegetables and uh paprika and whatnot, okay. and you make like a cheese soup okay, that's it, that's all it is
0: Cheese soup is a new one for me.
1: Cheese soup is delicious. It's cheese, so of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, But yeah, that and the the multi-parter are like, the things that stand out. Uh, Forgot about that thing in the multi-parter where Fat Cat gets a musical number. Yeah. they, They don't really do a lot of that from there on. Yeah, I mean, at least in the episodes we watched. Yeah. Like, Fat Cat uh, is, like, will- the most recurring villain, but, like, he's not in any of the episodes we watched, other than the, the Wonder Dog episode, I think.
0: Yeah. I'm willing to... Uh, he shows up in one or two of the ones I watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm willing to bet because they also... There's that op- musical number in the uh, five four-parter for Tailspin as well, and then Not in anything else in any big capacity. That's true. Uh, That, you know, they wanted the option to do a musical series Mm -hmm. if they wanted. So they needed to set a precedent. Because it's Disney. Disney always, you know, generally, they have music in their movies. Mm -hmm. And I guess, I don't know. It just feels like a very Disney thing to do. Yeah, it does. And then they then they just decide to dial back on it Mm -hmm. very early in production.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. But, I mean, the... the... I did find myself humming the fucking song, to be fair, to them. Fair enough. Fucking, uh, the Fat Cat song. Yeah. It's kind of catchy. Kind of had Radigan's song vibes. Not as good. Just Fat Cat in general has Radigan vibes. That's... It's funny that I say that, because, like, there was some plans for I forget the guy, but he he worked on he was one of the writers on Ducktales, and he wanted to bring back the Rescue Rangers. And his plan for the Rescue Rangers reboot was a uh, Fat Cat was going to find one of uh, Radigan's old uh, inventions. Ooh. he was going to tie it back to the Great Mouse Detective. I would like that very much. And and Fat Cat was essentially he his plan in the, in there the opener of like that series was. I want to uh basically create this invention that will make uh humans subservient to animals. And he wanted to make hmm. all humans subservient to cats. It was either that he wanted to kill all humans, it was one of the two. I can't remember which it was. But it never came hmm. to light uh what he could, but that was his original plan for like an opener to a possible rescue rangers reboot was fat cat finding radigan's old um plans which would have been really cool which would have been really cool yeah uh so
0: uh you know about the quote-unquote live-action rescue rangers film right yeah
1: the one that's supposedly coming out
0: this year yeah. uh with the director Akiva Schaefer mm. which uh mm-hmm. Lonely Island fame. Mm. Uh Andy Sandberg is Dale. John Mulaney is Chip mm. uh Corey Burton is zipper. Reprising his role. <laughs> yeah. Um looking there's no talk of Monterey or Gadget which is weird.
3: Yeah, seriously. Uh
0: This is... Huh. Yeah, there's no talk of the casting for Monterey, Jack, or Gadget, which feels like a crime. It does. Is it... Is it just gonna be Chip, Dale, and Zipper? That would suck. That would suck. I mean, even though I would like to see Andy Samberg and John Mulaney in a
1: movie together,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, that would suck. But without Gadget and Monterey, the the team is incomplete. Yeah. Especially Gadget. I mean, yeah, Gadget... uh, This
0: just feels like a mistake. It does. Anyway, sorry. Uh...
1: You were saying. Mhm. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah, the the reboot thing. it was just a reboot that never like never came to light. And um, there were also going to be other ties to like uh, apparently uh the original Rescuers as well. Nice. It's gonna to tie that whole universe as one thing, which it totally could be. It's like one thing. The Rescuers, uh, Great Mouse Detective, and Rescue Rangers could totally be in their own universe.
0: It makes perfect sense
1: yeah it really does, so you you really wanted to like have that the the fan fiction ideal of the rescue rangers, yeah, yeah, uh, the like reboot should be a lot of fun, oh boy, um I think that's it uh this is a this is a fun show, and it's. Not as good as I remember, but still not bad. Truly. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just... May... If I had to guess which Disney Afternoon show won't hold up, mm-hmm. it's probably
1: Marsupilami. Probably. I still remember a lot of stuff from Bonkers.
0: Yeah, I rewatched watched Bonkers, like, Oh god, it's longer ago now than I thought. I think it was like 2011.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um oh, oh. <laughs> uh, it feels
0: more recent than that, but yeah, I think it was uh 2011. Goddamn. Mhm. But yeah, no, Bonkers holds up great. Mm. Uh Mm-hmm. If I had to make another guess, probably Goof Troop. Even though I love Goof Troop, Goof Troop probably doesn't hold up as well. I don't
1: know. I don't remember a Goof Troop all that well, but we'll find out. It's the most sitcom-y of them. It is, because it just is a sitcom. Yeah. it It's
0: just modern-day shenanigans without too much wildness, except for when there's the Loch Ness Monster.
1: Uh, uh, there is that one episode about Oh Captain Planet villain trying to like sludgeify their town that's true i I don't remember that episode. I remember that
0: okay. You're just straight so up maybe, a Captain Planet villain so maybe Goof Troop's a little more wild than I remember. uh I have not revisited Goof Troop in
1: a very long time neither have I, but we're you say uh we're gonna do that with that with the, we're just going to do that show and both the goofy movies
0: yep. yep, we're gonna do that uh second episode in May. Uh, uh, can't wait to talk about
1: Bradley Uppercrust the third <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love an extremely goofy movie I do too it's not uh, as good uh, but it's still fun oh I I I, mm, I think the first one is better but we'll get it. We'll get to that I'm gonna say they're neck
0: and neck mm, I don't know we'll see uh, but that's mostly because I just have this Weird, undying love for Goof, Max, Pete, and PJ. Mm. Uh, and, to a lesser degree, Bobby Zimeruski. uh mm-hmm. I just have... I, I don't know why I love them so much. I just do. Uh, a Goofy movie is my favorite movie. One of my favorite movies. Like, it, it's... The top three are all kind of contentious. But... Certainly, my favorite animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't have anything else to say about Chip and Dale. Yep, me neither. Okay, cool. We're gonna take a short break, and upon our return, uh, Baron Grinnet, because we're gonna tailspin it. We'll see you then. Ha, 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 ha. Spin it. Uh, tailspin everybody. This is my favorite, favorite, favorite. Disney Afternoon, uh, cartoon. Love it, love Mm -hmm. it so much. Uh, that that theme song lives rent free in my brain. Uh, Baloo is still goals, to me. Mm. Uh, even you know, he he's no doubt a fuck up, but like, he's a fuck up who gets things done well enough. I'm going to say
1: he gets things done in his own way.
0: Yeah, uh, goals. goals. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, so Tailspin, 1990-91, uh, directed by Jamie Mitchell, Robert Taylor, Larry Latham, Latham, uh, Ed Gertner, and uh, James T. Walker. Uh, once again, the writers list is just way too fucking long to really read everyone off, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. Uh, but it has uh, Ed Gilbert as Blue Uh yeah, basically just Blue. Um uh, Jim Cummings as Don Carnage, uh, Sally Struthers as Rebecca Cunningham, RJ Williams as Kid Cat yeah, Kid Cloud Kicker, uh Pat Fraley as uh Wildcat. Uh probably other characters uh, Wildcat some bit characters uh, Charlie Adler Mad Dog. Chuck McCann as Dump Truck. Uh, Jaina Michaels as Molly Cunningham. Tony Jay as Shere Khan.
1: God, I, uh, love, I love the Shere Khan in this. But anyway.
0: Tony Jay really knocks it out of the ballpark. Uh, Alan Roberts is also Kid Cloud Kicker. I uh, guess hmm. they had to change Kid Cloud Kickers at some I point. They might have, yeah. Uh, yeah, because he was in 11 episodes in 1990, and then R.J. Williams was in 42 episodes between 1990 and 91, so...
1: Yeah. Cummings also voiced, uh, Louis. Yes, Louie. Yeah, Louis. Uh... One of the only other recurring characters. Yep. And I don't think there's anyone else that really needs reading. Yeah. No, not really. Those are, like, the, all the recurring characters.
0: Yeah. Uh... So you you did like the top whatever's plus the four part opener. Yeah, again? Plunder
1: and Lightning, uh, one through four. Uh, Bad reflection on you, parts one and two. Uh, what was the uh, what's that one? Uh, Her chance to dream. A Whistletop Jack, the Legend of Whistletop Jackson. Flight of the Snow Duck. The Old Man and the Sea Duck, for whom the bell clangs, parts one and two. Stuck on you. Uh, The Incredible Shrinking Molly and Bygones. Those are all the ones I watched. I did uh, Plunder and Lightning, one through four.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I just went in order. I did From Here to Machinery. Uh, That's Blue versus the Mechanical Pilot. Oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Uh, It came from Beneath the Sea. That's uh, the one where uh, Kit is uh, babysitting Molly and there's a kraken. And Don Carnage sends some people in in a uh submarine to sneak into the mm-hmm. city yeah uh time waits for no bear. Mm-hmm. uh wildcat he basically Rebecca wants him to stick to a schedule and he doesn't want to mm-hmm. uh so he gets wildcat to do his schedule yeah uh Molly mommy for a day where uh Molly. Take care of a monster, I think. Yeah, basically. Uh, Gentle giant, but still a monster. Mogwai. Uh,
1: Basically a Mogwai. Gets big when it gets wet.
0: Yeah. I only have ice for you. Uh, Rebecca learns to fly the sea duck and lands everyone into a fine mess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Mollycoddle, that's where a charming, uh, let's call him a uh, shyster. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, basically Treasure islands, Uh, the crew.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Polly wants a treasure. Uh, there's a a parrot that knows where a treasure is, and Blue and the parrot don't get along, but they both like Kit, and they're able to work past their differences for the sake of Kit. Hmm. Uh. Oh, vowel play. This is one that I remember from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Rebecca. Uh, wants to try to boost their sales by uh offering a uh skywriting service. Hmm. Uh, and Blue can't really read. Oh. <laughs> uh, that that's sort of, or maybe it was Kit. Somebody can't. Oh, it was
1: Wildcat who can't read.
0: Wildcat can't read. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Wildcat uh, can't read. That's cute either way. Yeah. Uh.
0: And I meant to do uh, the Idle Rich, Stormy Weather, and Barely Alive, but I didn't get to them.
1: There were a uh, lot... Uh, no, sorry, go ahead.
0: I, I had to start on uh, Rescue Rangers, and I just didn't get to them.
1: Uh, I'll say this. There were a lot more of these I liked than all the Rescue Rangers ones I watched.
0: Yes. Uh, I, I will say, Stormy Weather is another one I remember from when I was a kid. Because that's when I learned that you could artificially start storms by putting like salt in clouds or whatever uh seeding clouds yeah seeding clouds yeah that that's how i learned about that and, hyper illegal yeah uh stuck
1: in my head though uh but yeah anyway go on um uh the two i was surprised that there was more than one multi-parter honestly uh bad reflections mm. part one and two and Whom for whom the bell clangs Parts one and two for whom the Bell Clang's is really fun because it has one of the even though he only shows up in those two episodes, it has one of the more memorable villains from the show other than Carnage and Khan. And that's Doctor C- uh Dr. Thaddeus Klang. Okay. Uh, voiced by uh Tim Curry. Yeah. And the plot of that episode is it's Louie and Baloo are on vacation. Mm-hmm. In the somewhere in the Middle East, I think. And they run into this archaeologist woman who's trying to find this ancient civilization and she's being chased by this uh guy named Klang who's trying to open the way to this ancient civilization by finding these three magical bells. It's a it's straight up just Indiana Jones shit. Yeah. It's it's Louie and Baloo doing Indiana Jones. Yeah. And, and, and I vaguely really
0: remember is, this one.
1: Yeah. It it really is um a lot of fun because it's it's trying to be Indiana Jones and also like t- Tim Curry is fucking Tim Curry, yeah, shit. And the uh, the some of the setting stuff is actually really fun. Like the entire uh, civilization they find is like uh, the only way to open a lot of the doors is through harmonics. So like finding yeah. the right notes. To open yeah. certain doors and activate certain things and the, the thing that Clang's looking for is a, a, a weapon that makes sound. Ah. It's like a, a sonic cannon, basically. And he uh uses it to ransom an entire city.
0: This is the plot to loop in the first. It is. <laughs> but
1: this is also the plot to like Indian to it in Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, well, specifically the Sonic Weapon part, I mean. But the yeah. Sonic Weapon part, yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Bad Reflections is another multi-part. It's, the concept is is that Baloo is like a bunch of uh, ships keep going missing in this very specific location. Mm-hmm. And Sheer Khan keeps losing a lot of his ships there. So it's like, well, we need to figure out what's going on. It's like, well, why don't we send another one of our ships? And Khan is like, nah, nah. My ships are my ships and my pilots are too important. We What we need is a patsy.
2: Hmm.
1: So they send in Baloo. Yeah. And the whole uh, two-parter is about how Shere Khan keeps uh, inflating Baloo's ego. Praising him as the greatest pilot in the world, because obviously the greatest pilot in the world should be doing this job. <laughs> uh, and it's about how Kit doesn't get any of the credit for anything they do even though he's just as important to their success as Baloo is Mm. and it's all it's it's one of the few episodes other than Plunder and Lightning that kind of explores uh, Baloo and Kit's like father son relationship which, which I like a lot which is one of the things I liked about Plunder and Lightning yeah Like, the the found family aspect was really strong in Plunder and Lightning, and I'm kind of sad it's not as much in the rest of the show.
0: Yeah. It, man, it. Blue and Kit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Words are failing me right now.
1: I mean, the Plunder and Lightning is easily the best of all of these. Yes, 100%. It's a strong opener. It, like, establishes, like, this really good relationship and, like, this... I I could... The the found family thing is radiating from this whole thing. It, I loved the, the dynamic between... Like, I... I The re- dynamic between Rebecca and Baloo is, like, you kind of get what it is. But, like, I actually liked the... It was sort of slightly different in that multi-parter. Yeah I, I like when Rebecca is not an like it, I like that she's kind of nagging on Baloo cuz he needs it but also I like when um you find out like other things about her especially when she just cares about Blue even like there's an episode the episode Stuck on You there's a scene where she gets mad that Blue is late and then realizes he looks hurt and then is like immediately concerned. Yep. And it's, it's it's I don't know. I wish we did there was more stuff like that. Yeah. Um I I I think
0: uh outside of the 4 parter. Mm-hmm. I only have ice for you is my favorite.
3: Mhm.
0: Uh that is one where so at the start uh Rebecca's on the 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 Sea Duck with them. And uh they're being held captive by Don Carnage and He's all like, where are the rubies?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And
0: he's like, I don't know about any rubies. And she's like, where did you put the rubies, Baloo? And he's like, all I got here is this strawberry jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just, you know, grabs a handful of strawberry jam and offers it to Carnage. And they end up leaving, and then they fly off. And Rebecca's still like, where are the rubies, Baloo? Mm-hmm. We were transporting rubies. Mm-hmm. And then he just picks up the comm and is like, yeah, well, uh, oh, hey, I found the rubies. They were in the strawberry jam, and then they fly off. And uh, uh, Blue gets his uh, license taken away because he what was it? He didn't wait for clearance to enter uh, the the city, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just a temporary thing, but they have a job. And so Rebecca has to fly the plane. Yeah. Uh, and the job is to pick up an iceberg and take it to uh, the Sheik in the Middle East.
3: Hmm.
0: Uh, and Don Carnage captures them again and is like, you hid the rubies in the strawberry jam last time, so you must be hiding diamonds in the ice. Mm-hmm.
1: And <laughs> that's, that's definitely a Don Carnage thing, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh so it it's just them trying to escape and the ice getting destroyed and then it it works out in the end but yeah. Uh that 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 was my one of my favorites of her basically learning to trust Blue a little bit but mm-hmm. also being capable and part of the team.
1: Yeah. Um
0: Blue also
1: learning to let her in on stuff. Yeah, for sure. I want to say that Don Carnage is so fucking funny <laughs> he
0: really is he it oh god he, he's a a really striking design
3: mhm
0: uh i just love his general like character design yeah uh really just two primary
1: colors together fucking works um yeah the captain's jacket the sword with the orange fur and so he's got like, the flop, yeah, and like he's got like the floppy ears it's just a really fun design
0: yeah, and then just everything. He talks like this: "I'm Don Carnage, the Sky Pirate," and he can't decide if it's a Spanish accent or a French accent because he speaks both at different times.
1: Now, what is on your tiny little minds?
0: Yep. Oh God, I fucking love Don Carnage. Jim Cummings is fucking—it's genius. My, it's my
1: second favorite Jim Cummings performance, easily. Which is your favorite? Uh, Drake Mallard. Oh, yeah. The Darkwing Duck. Yeah. yeah. Mine's a uh, Leatherhead from TMNT. Oh. that yeah, that was him. Um, the... I think the... The two episodes that I didn't think I would like that I ended up liking were The Incredible Shrinking Molly and The Flight of the Snow Duck. Mm. Because they were episodes that focused on Molly. Yeah. And I didn't think I would like them. Molly is... Uh... A better character than you think she will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flight of the snowy duck, especially, was really good because it was about it was it explored the relationship between Molly and Wildcat. Yes, and it's really cute. Uh, the The entire plot is that like Wildcat is babysitting uh, Molly, and Molly wants Molly has never seen snow. And they find out that uh, Baloo is going to, uh, I forget what the country is called, but it's a country that shows up a couple times in the series where Colonel Spigot is from. Like the Soviet Russia stand-in. Yeah. Um, It's like an icy country, and they're like, why don't we sneak on the plane? And they sneak onto the plane, uh, and they go and play in the snow. Turns out, having fun in the snow is illegal here in Soviet Russia. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) And they have to go to court, and, like, there's, like, literally an entire scene where, like, it's, like, how do you plead? And the Wildcat's, like, uh, like this. Please, please, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <sighs> and and Spigot oh makes, like, a little, like, he shows up a couple times in the show, but he makes an appearance in this episode where he's, like, I will prove that you were having fun in the snow. And then they bring, I have it, a witness, and they bring in the snowman they made on a cart, and he's half-melted. <laughs> and it's like he doesn't look like a man well of course he does there's his nose and his eyes don't you know how to use your imagination and everybody's like oh, imagination 1,000 years prison <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. and the episode it, it, Baloo also gets arrested and he is, gets sentenced to 2,000 years prison for quote unquote not complimenting the judge on his new haircut Yeah yeah, that's uh that's Cold War uh, anti Russia feelings. And the episode <laughs> is about them trying to escape from this prison. Yeah. And Molly and Wildcat and Molly is obsessed with this story that she heard before they got there, which was about uh called the the snow duck. And how the snow duck saved a princess from a tower and from the dragons. And she keeps saying, oh, the snow duck will save us. And Blue plays along for a little bit until he gets fed up. Yeah. And that's when Wildcat, like, talks to her. And the two of them come up with a plan to be like, well, if we can't... Uh, and Wildcat talks about the importance of imagination. It's like, if you can't think of it, anything up here, how are you going to make it happen out there? Yep. And then that's when she realizes, well, if the snow duck isn't coming, we'll make a snow duck. And they make an airplane out of ice.
0: Of course they do.
1: And then they fly it out of the prison.
0: <laughs> <sighs> you, you know what? Wildcat's
1: that good of an engineer. He is. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Molly is exactly what it sounds like. It's Molly. Uh, feels like she's being ignored because she's so small. Yeah. And she goes and sneaks off to this house where she thinks a mad scientist is living, and there is. Even though he's not mad, he's just weird. Yeah. He made a shrink ray. She gets shrunk. Uh, And has some of the best animation in the show, weirdly, that episode. <laughs> it, uh, there's a lot of really great character animation in it, and I don't know why that specific episode has a lot of it. Interesting. And the, the, the professor was voiced by, I forget his name, but he voiced uh, Megavolt in the Darkwing Duck show. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, but, and that's just, it's just a fun episode. Um, yeah,
0: that's basically the same plot to Mommy for a day. But
1: mm-hmm. uh, Molly feels ignored. Yeah. The only yeah. episode that I think is on the same level as Plunder and Lightning is uh, The Old Man and the Sea Duck. The plot of that episode is the Baloo gets amnesia. Oh yeah, and what happens is, is he forgets how to fly, yeah. doesn't know who he is, and he ends up crash or not crashing, but like ends up having to make a landing. Uh, at this old uh, airplane, uh. Basically, like, flight camp, like, someone, like, where they, people are taught how to fly, and there's this old man there named John, and John helps him learn how to fly again, and they just have this really good, like, dynamic of, he's just a really nice guy, and he talks about how he used to be a really great pilot, but then he, you know, had to retire, and he opened this flight school, and he just lives out here all alone in the desert. And even hmm. though he eventually gets Blue to learn how to fly, Baloo is still terrified of flying. And it's only when John fakes breaking his leg and tells him he needs a doctor that Baloo gets up the courage to go and fly and get the doctor. Hmm. Plot twist. He goes and gets the doctor. When he comes back, the whole place is empty. He was a ghost. <laughs> hmm. Or well Blue called or and but the funny thing is is that Blue has a picture of him and the guy and then Kit asks him who who that guy in the photo is and then Blue says he's guardian angel I guess. Huh. It's really uh, good it's a really good episode. <laughs> yeah. Like I like they even say the word he died like years ago. Like the straight up he's fucking dead. No if ends or buts about it. weird uh, yeah uh but i think the episode that i liked the most mm-hmm. singular was stuck on you and the plot just kind of like sums it up uh the episode is about don carnage and blue get glued together by industrial glue and the entire episode is them trying to get unstuck <laughs>
0: It it's it it's a tried and true trick in writing, just two people who hate
1: each other stuck together. It, but it's always good. It's it's really fun. Yeah, it's just a fun episode. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that I ended up liking a lot more of these than I than I thought I would because I I personally I used to not li- I I had this like I used to not like Talespin all that much like really? compared to all the other Disney afternoon shows, but. Looking back on it, it holds up way better than some of the other ones.
0: Absolutely, yeah it it has a good it, it has just enough of that old like uh pulp serial type feel. Yeah, just enough of it. Like it's it's still basically you know a kids
1: cartoon, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a, it's an adventure show at the end of the day. I mean, it's got sky pirates, it's got airplanes, it's got, like, weird, sometimes weird science, like, weird, like, super science. Like, what's not to like about it, right? Yeah. Especially from a kid's perspective.
0: Oh, yeah. God, man, this... Yeah, fucking kick-ass. I love this show. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, I don't really have anything more to say about it, either. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back, we'll oh, sorry, we'll close this bitch out. We'll see you then. And welcome back for the last time this episode. Uh so yeah, that's that's it for the first episode of the season. Woo! Uh that's it for Rescue Rangers and Tailspin. Uh look forward to more Disney afternoon as the season progresses. Yes. Uh uh, hold on real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh Alrighty, next time look forward to
1: all four shrek movies with uh our good friend uh scarlet yep that's right we're just talking about the entire (laughs) shrek franchise
0: there's certain things where it's just easier to cover it all at once because i don't know if i have a lot to say about just shrek one and two or just shrek three and four but the whole thing together, I, I feel like that's the best way
1: to do it. Mm hmm. For sure. And then uh Scarlet and I have a big debate uh about Shrek that will be that may not be settled in that episode, but will be talked about, which is uh our opinions on Shrek's uh Shrek four. But uh we'll get there when we get uh, there.
0: I just like all the
1: Shreks. Uh almost equally.
0: Uh, like, I, obviously 2 is better than most of them. 2 is, but... like, the best one,
1: which, you know, I don't, yeah, most people uh, will agree with that. It's not a hot take.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I like all of them. I just, the whole franchise, what I've seen of it at least, mm-hmm. uh, which is the four moves. I still haven't seen Puss in Boots.
1: Neither have I. Uh, I want to, though. i yeah, so will we'll talk thing. about Puss in Boots another time.
0: Yeah, we'll get to there. Uh... <laughs> uh... Sorry, got a little flummy there. Mm. Uh, Sorry. Uh, But yeah, uh, do us a kindness and uh, rate and review on whatever thing you listen to us on. That'd be much appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're still trying to grow. uh, But we'll see. We'll see. We shall Uh, see. Yep. Uh, so rate and review five stars, please. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can do that by emailing us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Let me hear that again. That's acmepodcastinc at
1: gmail.com.
0: Yep, you can also find us on Twitter. By going to at inc podcasts that's at i n c p o d c
1: a s t uh, s, you can also find us on Tumblr. Find us on uh, Tumblr and, at uh, dot com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com dot com.
0: Yep. Uh, do we got anything in the ask box? Mm, let me have a look. See. All and I'm pulling up the email as we speak. Ah, oh, here we go. Yeah, we have one. Cool, 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 cool. Uh,
1: do we have anything in the email?
0: Uh, let's do the ask, and then I'll figure out yep. the email. Uh, anonymous
1: asks, favorite animated programming block. Hmm. Mm. I mean, the big contenders are like Cartoon, Cartoon Fridays, and uh, fucking the Fox, the Fox, the Fox Box, and like JetX. Uh, uh you've you've also got to consider Toonami. Toonami, yeah, Toonami. Uh, it's yeah. You
0: gotta consider Adult Swim because that's what it started as. Mm-hmm. One Saturday uh, morning. Boomer- one Saturday morning, Boomerang was originally just a uh, an animation block. Um. Uh. The you got uh, WB. WB Kids. WB. You got. Uh, I think it was UPN had the animation train or whatever. Oh cartoon yeah. Cartoon train. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Or no, it was USA, not UPN. U USA. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, it's definitely. Kids WB, that's the one I
1: watched the most of as a
3: kid.
1: Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think it might. It's either for me, it's either *Tsunami* or *Friday* Cartoon Fridays, because that's like you got all the heavy hitters on that. We got *Powerpuff Girls*. We got *Johnny Bravo*. We got *Samurai Jack*. Yeah. Uh, also, *Disney Afternoon* is also. Oh yeah, *Disney yeah. Afternoon*. We were just like literally earlier. We're just talking about it. You know. Yeah. *Disney Afternoon* is big uh, one. Fucking bonkers. Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, Rescue Rangers yeah. and Tailspin. Um Yeah. Also like Nicktoons.
0: Nicktoons doesn't really count because that was like all Nickelodeon had for a while.
1: Yeah, it's true. Until Nick at Night and shit. Yeah, and Snick. And Schnick uh Teen
0: Nick. But that that was more when they did their uh live action stuff rather than the cartoons.
1: Yeah, um... Uh, Toonami is a really strong contender, I think. And so is Friday Cartoon Fridays and Disney Afternoon. I think those are, like, the three for me. Okay. Because when it comes to Fox Kids, the, one, the two things that stand out are, like, Digimon and, like, Power Rangers, and Power Rangers isn't animated. Yeah. Uh, and then when it comes to, uh, WB Kids... Uh, Some of that stuff aired elsewhere, uh, like Animaniacs. Not, but it aired on Kids WB first. That's true. Kids WB did have some heavy hitters. It had Pokemon, it had Static Shock, it had Animaniacs, it had um, Tiny Toons. Uh, Yeah, but uh, no, Tiny Toons started on Fox. Did it?
0: Hmm. Yeah, Tiny Toons and uh, Batman the Animated Series. Both started on Fox Kids. Right. Oh, Kids WB also had Batman Beyond for a bit. Yeah, Yeah. Batman Beyond was uh, Kids WB. Yeah, uh, and
1: then uh, then there was this weird, like, sort of thing where, like, Static Shock was both on Toonami. Like, Static Shock, Batman Beyond, and Justice League were both on Toonami, but also on Kids WB. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not Toonami, they were just Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah, but Justice League was uh, on Toonami, I remember.
0: Eventually, eventually.
1: Eventually, yeah, yeah. but they were on Cartoon Network, so it was like, and it was like around the same time, and Cartoon Network also had Teen Titans at that time, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like, there's some weird, like, overlap in some cases. Yeah. I think that Disney Afternoon had the most exclusive good shows.
0: Well, yeah, because it had Disney. It, Disney was very yeah.
1: exclusive with its stuff, so... It, yeah. it might be... Yeah, it might be Disney. It might be the Disney afternoon. Purely okay. on the strength of, like, I think Gargoyles and, like, Darkwing Duck and DuckTales alone, honestly. Fair enough. But, I don't know. It's it's a toss-up. I might answer it differently, depending on which day you ask me. Okay. Uh, my
0: My answer is... Caught between uh, kids WB, Fox Kids, um, and I'm, Fox Kids, and then it really depends on which era of tsunami it is. Mm, yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's entirely dependent on which era of. To- <gasps> Adult Swim's another contender, honestly. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because I'm just thinking, like, there's shows we'll never really talk about on here, except for the ones we already have, Mm -hmm. but, like, uh, Harvey Birdman, Aqua Teen, Sea Lab, uh, Adventure Brothers, we already did, but, uh, yeah, like, that early adult space goes coast to coast, which was originally just regular cartoon network, but mm-hmm. it, it made the switch to adult swim. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, no, it, it, for me, it's just uh, kids. WB and Fox kids really. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nope. That's that. Uh, there's nothing in the email. Uh, thank you Anonymous yeah thank you Uh, other than that uh, Kai why don't you do your plugs first
1: Uh, if you want to follow me you can find me on twitter at kaiju underscore emperor that's k-a-i-j-u underscore e-m-p-e-r-o-r you can also find me on tumblr kaiju dash emperor spelled the exact same way those are retweets, reblogs, things I like. Usually art, animation, and whatever my current hyper focus is. If you want to sing original for me, or if you like D and D or tabletop stuff, I have a side blog called Kai's Tome. That's K A I S T O M E, and I usually reblog um, uh, homebrew stuff from other D and D creators and tabletop stuff like mainly like maps, monsters, magic items, and I also uh, occasionally post my own stuff, usually my own subclasses and my own magic items and what not. Where can they find you, Laser? Alright, they uh, can find
0: me on Twitter at TurboHoncho that's at T-U-R-B-O-H-O-N-C-H-O mm-hmm. uh, You can also uh, starting this Thursday and every Thursday after this you can find me on Twitch at Laser the Razor J. that's L-A-Z-A-R T-H-E-R-A-Z-O-R-J. This week, I'll be uh, streaming an hour of Jump Force and an hour of Sifu uh, with uh, my old buddy from high school and uh, uh, another streamer, uh, Tired underscore Dad underscore Shadow. And then next week, uh, I'll be doing the same thing, different game uh, with Kai. It'll be Jump Force again. the The goal is to do a full playthrough of Jump Force. Yeah. Uh, for an hour and then an hour of a good game, and the good game with Kai will be Neo. Uh, so look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, that's it. All right. Uh. So from here on out, that's that. That's Thursday. Uh. Oh. So also, also, you know, we're on a new schedule because I. My my schedule of work changed. Uh and Wednesday is a better day for me to put out the the episode the show now. Yep.
1: So uh, out of Tuesdays we're updating every one, every other Wednesday.
0: Yep, every other Wednesday. Uh and then Thursday every Thursday I'll be streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know what we'll do after after uh, Jump Force. I don't know if there'll be another overarching plot or I'll just do a bunch of one offs or I don't know. But we'll see. hmm Uh But until then, uh, don't be a jackass, and we'll catch you later. Bye.